Imagine everyone had an 80-year lifespan, and this was made up of your health span and your disease span. Wouldn't you want to make your health span as long as possible and your disease span as short as possible? If you never heard about this concept, listen to today's episode to find out a lot more. Hello everyone and welcome to the Health Locker Podcast. I am your host Dr. Carrick Allenbrook and today I want to discuss the concept of a health span versus disease span. Firstly, if you haven't subscribed, then please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps me to get the podcast out there. And if you have found value from it, please take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories or Facebook stories and tag me in it so that I can see. And thank you so much for listening. So the first time I encountered this concept was while reading the book The Telomere Effect by the Nobel Prize winning researcher Dr. Elizabeth Blackburn and she won her Nobel Prize for uh, telomere research and actually more specifically discovering telomerase and how the telomeres are your little caps on the end of DNA fragments uh, your chromosomal fragments that protect the DNA from aging. So her idea, and this is what I, I discovered in this book, is that her idea is that if we take, for example, everybody having an 80-year lifespan, so just if we um, imagine everyone lived for 80 years long, and this is made up of two parts. It has your health span and your disease span. Now, if we all started off nice and healthy from when we were young and we lived this health span for as long as we could, we went about our daily lives doing everything that we would normally do. And the idea or the, the premise that most people have nowadays is that you will live this healthy, amazing, wonderful life until such time as inevitably something will give way, something will go wrong, and you will start forming some kind of disease. This disease may be something like a diabetes, high blood pressure, um, you may have high cholesterol, or even something more sinister like a cancer or some kind of autoimmune condition. Now, we, we all have this idea that this is going to happen one day. This is going to be an inevitable process that we will go through as we age or as we get older. And once one of these things happen, it is then a slow, unfortunate decline until the day that we are no longer here and we pass away. That, that is the concept behind the health span and the disease span. So our health span is the time that we are free of disease, we are healthy, we are living an amazing life. But what we know from research is that most of these diseases, especially the lifestyle conditions, don't just happen one day. They are a slow increase into that uh, when you finally receive that diagnosis because of the symptoms. Now, if we took a look at this health span versus this disease span, and again, imagine that everyone's lifespan, the entire lifespan was 80 years. We want our health span to be as long as possible. We want those days of living that healthy, feeling good, productive, energetic life to be as long as possible. So if we took the first example as we had our health span being, say, 75 years, and that disease span being five years until we died at 80 years. Versus the second example where we have a health span, say of 50 years, and then our first maybe chronic lifestyle condition diagnosis was happen, happens from our doctor, and we start on the first type of medication, 
a couple of years later we may add a second one maybe we have start getting reflux maybe we start getting high cholesterol readings or high blood pressure readings and we get a second or third or fourth medication and we, that disease span now spans 30 years from the time we are 50 until we die at 80. So you see that in these two examples there's a very different quality of life for the that health span that we have and which would you rather be in? Would you rather be in the, the person or the first example where you have a 75-year health span with a five-year disease span? Or would you rather be the person who lives for 50 years in a healthy way and then a 30-year struggling, no energy, chronic medications and all different types of symptoms and signs that push you into the doctors and possibly a couple of surgeries and things like that till that slow decline over that longer period of time. Now, this really got me thinking. And if we want that longer health span, then it's something that we need to continually work on. We have to start today and make those improvements each day. Those 1% improvements towards a health span rather than a disease span. So if you haven't, go back and listen to the last couple of episodes, number 14 and 15, where I describe the importance of making these small changes that when done every single day, when done daily, do add up to magnificent, wonderful transformation over time. So what can we do to increase or improve our health span? Well, I always break it down into a few different areas, uh, mostly four different areas with all the clients that I work with. And these can really be broken down into nutrition, recovery, movement, and connection. If we first focus on nutrition, nutrition really encompasses everything that we come into contact with or put into our bodies on a daily basis. Now we all know that you need to eat every single day uh, or we can go into fasting but uh, just generally we need to uh, have some kind of sustenance for our body to rebuild the building blocks that we need for the body to be healthy and strong and survive. Now during the day your body actually has a lot of processes that you use to break down a lot of the tissues in the body and then overnight when you are sleeping, when you are resting adequately, you can then rebuild or um, get these different tissues that are broken down back to where they would be at 100%. So you need to make sure that you're putting the correct nutrients into the body so that you have all these little building blocks that you need to then rebuild those cells in the body. So when we talk about nutrition, it encompasses everything that you are eating throughout the day or the week or the month. And again, these all add up over time. So if you take, for example, an apple, an apple has hundreds and thousands of different compounds, of different chemicals and molecules inside it, the majority of which we actually don't know in, to science. They're completely unknown as of yet. And the best labs can't even work out how all of these different elements and different nutrients, different compounds interact with each other inside our bodies. But we know from the few that we have uh, looked at and isolated and seen how they interact with our bodies, we know that just the ones that we have looked at are so incredibly healthy and amazing for us. It's not just the vitamins, it's not just the minerals, but it's also things down to the fiber uh, and everything else that we find inside that apple. Now, we really should be eating our food whole. Whole food means eating the whole food. I know it sounds simple, it sounds crazy, but you think when you think of an apple, you know, of course, you know, you can, uh, some people take the skin off the apple, some people take the core out, they'll only eat the fleshy part, but really to get the most benefit, an amazing benefit that an apple has is eating the entire thing. 
everything down to the skin of it, that red or green or yellow skin, which has a, an amazing amount of incredible compounds inside it. And then also down to the core, which you have a lot of fiber in as well. And then even inside the seeds, inside the seeds of an apple, which you absolutely can eat. Uh, when you crush them, when you're chewing on it with your teeth and goes into the body, there's a lot of healthy minerals and vitamins inside that those seeds as well. So, and that goes for actually every single fruit, every single vegetable, every single thing that nature has that gives us that we can extract a lot of nutrients, a lot of information, a lot of different compounds and chemicals that are very, very healthy and great for our body. That's the first place to start. The second uh, thing that I talk about with people is uh, recovery. As I said, at night when you are sleeping, when you're relaxing, the body is recovering. It is healing from whatever breakdown processes that you have had during the day. Now that recovery comes from anything from naps, from resting, sleeping, off days, from exercising and things like that. Sleep is an incredible, incredible source of recharging our batteries and regaining the energy that we need to go and perform at our best the next day. Now, anybody with kids or younger siblings or even pets, young pets, will know that how incredible sleep is. If your baby, your child, your little brother, sister doesn't sleep well for a night, are they happy or are they quite irritable the next day? Yeah, of course, pr pretty irritable. They, they might be uh, quite snappy, short-tempered. Um, they might not you know, want to do the types of activities that they would normally do throughout the day. Now, that's how important sleep is, and that really does go for all adults as well. We all need to have the amount of sleep that will, is right for us, to, for our bodies to recover and to not just heal the cells, but to uh, clean the brain of waste products as it does throughout the night and to recharge those batteries. Now, the third thing I talk about with everybody, of course, is movement. Movement really is life. We need to be on the go for the majority of our waking hours. When we sit down for 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours a day, we are not using our body through its full potential and through its full range of motion. It means that if we don't use it, we lose it. So if we're not using the joints through its full range of motion, they start losing their range of motion. If you're not using your muscles correctly or consistently, body realizes and thinks that it doesn't need those anymore so it starts taking away muscles start atrophying getting smaller and everything else in the body when not used we we lose it so you need to make sure that you are moving and it doesn't need to be running a marathon training for an Ironman going for a hundred mile cycles it can just be walks yoga stretching walking up and down some stairs sitting on the floor and getting up again not using your hands we can have so many small tasks that we can do consistently throughout the day that help us with that movement element and the last is connection we need connection as human beings as the a, a the species that we are in order for us to thrive not just mentally and, and emotionally um, and psychologically but when we have connection with other people, it actually helps the, the chemical process inside our bodies to release certain feel-good chemicals and certain other um, elements inside us that help us to stay on that healthy path. So that could be a connection from friends, family, loved ones, children, parents, 
colleagues, it might be groups that you're associated with in uh, sports clubs or the church or uh, a class uh, or anyone even online. I know social media has been has a lot of negative things to it, but it also can be incredibly positive when you connect with other like-minded people, people in the same situation as you, whether that is taking online courses. Online courses are now so massive nowadays. Anywhere you know between say nine pounds and and five hundred pounds, you can take an online course to learn something, an amazing new skill, and often it comes along with a a. a a community or a Facebook group or something like that where you can connect with other people that are going through the same things as you and that is actually often more valuable than what you take away from the entire course itself because you're learning to connect with other people that are going through the same thing as you and both of you or the whole group will then be elevated by that experience. So the first step in this process, and I want you to write these down, but the first step is to actually take stock of where you are at the moment in your health journey. And I want you to be honest. So look at what you are doing in each of these areas and decide, is it good? What are the good things that you are doing? And what could be changed? So you need to have a look as a first step as what you are doing. What are your habits? Are they healthy? Are they going towards helping you with that health spam? Or are they slowly pushing you over time towards that disease span eventually? The next thing you need to do is come up with one change or one new thing that you can add to be more healthy or something that you can stop doing that'll be pushing you towards that unhealthy state. So for example, I had a client recently who when I went through this process, we went through this process together and we did a, a deep dive and we took stock of every single thing that is um, going on for her. We decided that the, uh, the one thing that we're going to cut out of her diet would be a, she has one liter of Diet Coke every evening with dinner. Now, this used to be just a liter of Coca-Cola every single evening with dinner, but she thought she was making a healthy decision to change to Diet Coke. Now, Arguably, it could be healthier in some aspects, but, but not all. Uh, we'll leave that for another conversation. But what we did is it took some, some uh, convincing, but uh, I kind of coached her and helped her to get through it where we changed her liter of Diet Coke every evening with dinner to a one liter of water. Now, this wasn't easy. It did take some buy-in and it did take some coaching, but eventually she decided that that would be a change that she could make that would help her push towards the health span. Now, changing it for one night, changing one liter of Diet Coke for one liter of water in one night is probably not going to make a huge difference in the grander scheme of things. But add that up and 30 liters over a month, adding up over a year, 365 liters of water versus Diet Coke in a year, that is certainly going to lead to a massive, massive change year on year. And that is just one change. When you start adding these up together, they start compounding and make a huge difference in someone's health. So what is one thing that you can change today that your future self will look back and be grateful for? Remember that all change is hard in the beginning, messy in the middle, and beautiful at the end. So don't give up. You have the ability to make small changes. You do it every single day. So make the decision to have these small changes work for you. 
as they compound over time, your body starts to see the results. Your mindset improves. You will see progress and your momentum will grow. So be like that wise man who plants a tree under whose shade he knows will never sit. And that's where the magic happens. Then you can, once you've got that dialed in, then you can make the next change and so forth. So good luck on your journey, pushing you towards health, the health span rather than the disease span. That's it for today. Thank you, and I hope you found today's episode helpful, and it makes you think just a little differently. Like Rolf Waldo Emerson said, a mind, once stretched by a new idea, never returns to its original dimensions. I hope you got value from it and start to think about and make just one small change going forward. Hit that subscribe or follow button if you haven't already, and if you did find value in today's episode, I would be so appreciative if you took just the 9 to 15 seconds that it would take to give this a 5-star rating and leave a review so that more people can find this podcast and receive value from it. Take a screenshot and share it to your favorite social media channel and tag me in it. Spread the word, tell your friends and family, and leave any comments that you wish. And I hope to see you next time on The Health Locker.